0: Engaging sermons on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. A reading from the book of the prophet Zephaniah. Shout for joy, O daughter Zion. Sing joyfully, O Israel. Be glad and exult with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has removed the judgment against you. He has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You have no further misfortune to fear. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Fear not, O Zion, be not discouraged. The Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty Savior. He will rejoice over you with gladness and renew you in his love. He will sing joyfully because of you, as one sings at festivals. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Among you is the Great and Holy One of Israel. Among you is the Great and Holy One of Israel. God indeed is my Savior. I am confident and unafraid. My strength and my courage is the Lord, and He has been my Savior. With joy you will draw water at the fountain of salvation. Among you is the Great and Holy One of Israel. Give thanks to the Lord, acclaim His name. Among the nations make known His deeds. Proclaim how exalted is His name. Among you is the Great and Holy One of Israel. Sing praise to the Lord for His glorious achievement. Let this be known throughout all the earth. Shout with exultation, O city of Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Among you is the Great and Holy One of Israel. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Blessed are you, O Virgin Mary, who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Mary set out and traveled to the hill country in haste to a town of Judah, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the infant leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth, filled with the Holy Spirit, cried out in a loud voice and said, Most blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how does this happen to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For at the moment the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the infant in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed are you who believed that what was spoken to you by the Lord would be fulfilled. And Mary said, returned to her home. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. This biblical event we celebrate today, Mary Visits Elizabeth, is so rich with meaning. It is, of course, as those of you who pray the rosary know, the second joyful mystery. And the first thing that comes to mind about this is that Mary had just had an absolutely unique encounter with God. Through the archangel Gabriel, she had just told her that she, though never planning to have relations with a man or to have a child, would in fact conceive and bear a child, and that he would be the Christ, the Son of the Most High, and that this would happen by the power of the Holy Spirit. News that would leave anyone and indeed left her astonished. A direct encounter with the Lord through the angel. I mean, if this happened to you, Would you not say, I have to get ready for this. I have to pray. I have to meditate. I have to sit down quietly and absorb what has just happened to me. I just had a mystical experience. I just had an angel tell me I'm going to be the mother of God. But what does she do? She acts on another thing that the angel told her, almost like a, by the way, also let me tell you this, Elizabeth, your kinswoman, has conceived a child. Mary runs in haste into the hill country and takes care of Elizabeth for three months. She just had this amazing encounter with God, but instead of being focused just on herself and what was about to happen to her and what she had to do, She paid more attention to what the angel said about the needs of her kinswoman. And she went and she made Elizabeth, and caring for Elizabeth, the focus. My brothers and sisters, when we have an authentic encounter with God, when we pray in a true and sincere way, we are more attentive and responsive to the needs of those around us, not less. Prayer is not an escape from serving others, it's a fuel, it's a, it's a motivation, it's a stimulus to serving others. That's the first thing that comes across here. The second, of course, the babies in the womb communicate with one another. The words of the, the first part of the Hail Mary come from Scripture. Hail, full of grace, the Lord is with you, is what Gabriel had said to Mary. Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb, is what Elizabeth says to Mary here in this reading today. Blessed is the fruit of your womb. God becomes an unborn child, because then Elizabeth says that Mary is the mother of my Lord. She hasn't given birth yet. The child is there, and the unborn child there in the womb of Mary is the Lord. That's biblical. Blessed is the fruit of your womb, because he's God with us. Sanctifying human life, sanctifying the lives of the unborn, even more than they were holy already just by the fact of their creation. Psalm 139, fearfully, wonderfully made, knit together in the secret places, That's holy, awesome, and wonderful enough. Because it's God's handiwork, you can't go in and destroy it by abortion. Because it's God's property, you can't go in and steal it by abortion. But this makes it even more wondrous that now the one who dwells in the womb is the Lord. And then, of course, the meaning of this encounter. Two women and their children rejoicing. John leaps for joy in the womb. He will be the one to announce to the world who Christ is, the Lamb of God who takes away our sins. But these two women and these two unborn children, jumping for joy at God's salvation, foretold through Zephaniah, You hear the phrase, O daughter Zion, O daughter Jerusalem, O Israel. In other words, the chosen people of God, symbolized by their holy city, Jerusalem, virgin daughter Zion, because the virgin nature of of the people is that they don't go after false gods. They they belong to the Lord, single-minded focus on the Lord. And therefore, when they did when some of the people did at times, even their kings go off to practice idolatry and false worship, which, by the way, included killing of of children, like we do today by abortion, God would say you've committed adultery. Not just idolatry. Idolatry is also adultery because the people are to be consecrated to the Lord. They belong to Him alone. This is a marriage that, Isaiah expresses when he says, Your maker has become your husband, you belong to God alone. And so, of course, that points in prophecy to the Virgin Mary, who will conceive, who will give birth, and yet through it all will still remain a virgin. Again, she symbolizing the new daughter Zion, the new daughter Jerusalem, the new Israel, which is the church, and we too are the bride of God, the bride of Christ, the spouse of Christ, we are to be, as a church, committed only to him and not go off in adulterous relationships by serving other gods, and certainly not to serve them by child sacrifice, which we do in abortion. This hymn that Mary then says, she speaks on behalf of of the people Israel, she speaks on behalf of the people of the new covenant in the blood of Christ. Because it is such a marvelous summary of God's mighty love for us, his mighty intervention to save us. And it is such a marvelous summary of that, that this prayer called the Magnificat, from the Latin word, magnifies, my soul magnifies the Lord. And we said in the opening prayer, by the way, may we, O God, magnify you along with the Virgin Mary. This prayer is said every day by the church, every single day. Those of you who pray the liturgy of the hours, the breviary, which priests are obliged to say each day, and which many of the rest of the faithful pray voluntarily, has in evening prayer each day this Magnifica, my soul proclaims the greatness, magnifies the Lord. And then she goes on. First of all, she says, my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. Mary had a Savior too. She didn't sin, but she had a Savior who protected her from sin, just like he saves us from the sins that we actually commit. He has looked with favor, he always does, on his lowly servant. The Almighty has done great things for me. Well, not just for her. But for me, the church, the virgin daughter Zion, he has done great things for us, the people of God, the body of Christ. What has he done for us? He has shown the strength of his arm. He is stronger than our enemies. Cast down the mighty, lifted up the lowly. We were lowly, subject to sin and death in the kingdom of Satan. He's lifted us up. He's transferred us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. This has happened to the whole church. So Mary is the voice of the church here. That's why the church makes this prayer her own every single night. He has lifted up the lowly. We are nothing without God. We say, Lord, save me because I cannot save myself. And he has saved us from sin. He has saved us from death. He has filled the hungry with good things. We are hungry for meaning. We are hungry for truth. We are hungry to find the way back to the Father. We are hungry to be set free from sin. We are hungry for righteousness, for justice, for peace, for love, for life. And in Christ we have all of that. Freedom and love and life, justice and peace. His is a kingdom of truth and life, of holiness and grace, of justice, love and peace. As the liturgy of Christ the King says, He has indeed filled us with all these things. We are hungry, and he has filled us, the church. He has remembered his promise of mercy. Mercy is not only the forgiveness of sins, it's saving the helpless. And because he has done these things to us, we do these same things to those in our midst who are helpless, starting with the unborn. We praise God, we magnify him every day. And this is what this marvelous encounter with Elizabeth brings to light, brings to the foreground, all these wonderful truths. Let us indeed magnify the Lord. And together with Mary, let us magnify the Lord through our faith, through our actions. Let us embrace him and embrace one another in his name and celebrate and proclaim